Salutations, hello everyone, and welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. This is the anime podcast where it's technically an anime podcast, and we do talk about anime and stuff and manga occasionally and video games and, and all that kind of stuff that people like. I'm David Majors, also known as DJM. I, I sometimes haunt the interwebs as a specter. Uh, my co-host, artist, cosplayer extraordinaire, Jack D. Allister. What's up, Jackson? Oh, man, I'm just glad we're doing this. We're live. It's happening, and it's time to actually talk about some anime. I'm yeah. really excited to talk about all this. So I'm, I'm feeling say, good on the old A+. Yeah. Let's, let's do it, Jack. Let's, let's just jump right in. And I know, Jack, I said with the brand new winter season, I have taken a pass on anime this season <laughs> so so much for watching anime but I don't blame it, <laughs> it kind of dawned on me that wait yeah i am i actually am watching two anime right now and we're going to talk about one of them a little bit later just for a minute but one of them believe it or not jack and i really want to dig into the conversation around this show dragon ball super jack have you been keeping up with dragon ball super I have not, but my friends have, so I guess the answer is yes, in a sense. <laughs> so <laughs> he, Here's something that might blow a lot of people's minds. I'm enjoying Dragon Ball Super way more than I ever remember enjoying Dragon Ball Z. People because... I know are saying the same thing, so but please. I've been, I have been seeing the opposite, believe it or not, and I don't really get it. Because the sagas, the story arcs, are much more condensed. They're much more coherent. There's a lot of killer and very little filler. Uh, nowadays, with animation quality being what it is, this is great for the Dragon Ball universe. Uh, there's been some great battles. There's been some cool new characters. I'm really digging Dragon Ball Super. And here's the thing that really kind of messes with me a little bit, Jack. Everyone knows that uh, old DJM here is is <clears throat> years old. And mm -hmm. I watched Dragon Ball all the way back when it was on syndicated American television. That's Dragon Ball, <gasps> kids. Not Dragon Ball Z. I'm talking pre-Raditzaka. Pre. And the thing that I don't get is... I'm supposed to be the 90s kid that's obsessed with nostalgia and obsessed with Dragon Ball Z and how it's supposed to be the the show that changed everything, which, to be fair, it is. It, it absolutely is the show that really changed everything for action animation, for anime in the Western world. But the thing is, I, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that, for whatever reason, Dragon Ball Super does not hold up to Dragon Ball Z. And I'm not understanding why. And I'm supposed to be the 90s kid obsessed with 90s nostalgia kind of guy. But for me, I'm really digging Dragon Ball Super. I think it's been really, really well done. And the fact that it's coming to an end very soon has been really disappointing. Like, J Jack, what have you heard? So I have actually heard a basically general consensus that uh, Super is superior to 
DBZ. And I would be inclined to agree of what I have seen of it. I have, uh, you know, since our first time ever talking about uh, Dragon Ball Super, uh, watched a few more episodes. And yes, everyone who knows that I nitpick about art style, I did get over my whole thing with the textures and the and the and the drawings and the, the anime. Um, but uh, I I think. I would like to go back to um, what you're saying and always we, you know, we're sad when things we love come to an end and everything like that. But, you know, I'm starting to really think about media in general of what is, uh, you know, a, a good a good length for, for good self-contained dense stories. And the fact that Dragon Ball Super is so dense as opposed to <clears throat> a lot of other anime that shall remain nameless because they know who they are and they know they have to stay after class. Uh, I, I'd say that it's, you know, it's bittersweet is, you know, it doesn't have the chance to keep stretching on into eternity. And I realize the complete hypocrisy of saying this as I intend to watch all of the Simpsons, but uh, we're just going to brush that under the rug. Cause that's, uh, you know, that's another one well, of those. Cause you missed animes. that. You missed it. That, that's <laughs> I not did nostalgia. Miss that. You missed it. That, that's fine. <laughs> I did miss that. <laughs> Oh, the, the great the great 90s anime giants, you know, uh, One Piece, Dragon Ball and uh, and The Simpsons. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, if you th I feel like uh, from what people are telling me, it seems like things are are satisfying. And uh, I think at the end of the day, regardless of how long anything is, as long as it is, you know, containing itself, it's not overstaying its welcome or leaving a little bit much left to the imagination then uh it'll be successful and i will be happy to catch up on it in a nice healthy binge uh when <laughs> i mean uh what is my estimate i bet it'll be a year <laughs> if i if i keep up with my current pace of the family simp but let's not uh let's not get into that <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and I know you're still you're still looking at a few shonen anime out there, right? We'll I I later, uh, right? I oh boy, oh yeah. Let's we'll we'll mention that. But some of those some of those were a little bit uh, on the shorter side, which is kind of how I like it. But again, that's that's for later. <laughs> I, I guess for me, the thing that I always appreciate is when there is something that is a property that I do have a certain level of nostalgia attached to. What I like is when that is brought back, but it is totally brand new. I don't usually need remakes or remasters, which brings me to something that I've talked about on many other podcasts and, and my Twitch stream, uh, Star Trek. Uh, and yes. most specifically, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, it is a brand new series in the Star Trek franchise. It does a little bit of flashes to the original Star Trek series, and, and it mentions things that are in the Star Trek universe and part of the franchise. But it is its own standalone brand new story, and that's what I appreciate. It is not trying to remake what was already done. And I guess that's why I like Dragon Ball Super as much as I do. Uh, in yeah. comparison to watching Dragon Ball Z Kai, oh my god, that that uh, is so that's so hard to sit through. Dragon and, Ball and Z that's, Kai is so hard to sit through. That's again, this is something I will keep writing every single uh, adaptation of, 
of Ace Attorney, except the manga for, is that it's better to come out with new content that, you know, still fits, uh, you know, the style of narrative and everything, uh, rather than tell me the events of the game over and over and over again. And not even just, like, you know, all of the games, but the first game exclusively. Even though I do love the Ace Attorney movie, that is beside the point. The manga gets my big gold star of approval for the most part when it comes to Ace Attorney because it is its own thing, much like Super. You know, it, it it's going off and it's doing different stuff and exploring more than, wait, maybe the killer cl- turned the clock forward instead of back. So, uh... That is exactly how I felt about a lot of the retelling of the original Marvel Suit Gundam. Whether it's Gundam The Origin or the Gundam Origin Light novels or or any of those retellings of the original 1979 Mobile Suit Gundam. I feel like, yeah, you can kind of branch off and do these little side things or reinterpret things. But you know what? The original Mobile Suit Gundam and the stories that came afterwards... They were all pretty good. I don't need to relive those. Disney. If you're gonna make something, if you're gonna make something new in the Universal Century, make something new in the Universal Century. Cool, go for it. Gundam Unicorn. Hey, Disney. that was awesome. Is what I'm saying about I, I Dragon Ball keep, Super. I just keep shaking my fist at Disney because we didn't need Beauty of the Beast a second time, just with people. Jack, I'm sorry. That CGI Lion King that's coming looks to be amazing. I'm sorry. No, it's fair. I heard that the Jungle Book was a beauty to behold, and thank you for calling it CGI, because I would pretty much just run over anybody in the streets it's who I overheard. Action, oh, that live action Lion it's King looks amazing. It's not live action. It's not. I should be able to run over as many of you as I want. Ugh. Oh. But Dragon Ball Super, I'm I'm excited, and oh boy, that that Fighter Z, that'll that'll keep you that'll keep you occupied for your hankering. There will be plenty of DBZ and Dragon Ball Super DLC for that game to work with in the not too distant future. Whenever Dragon Ball Super decides to come back, there's another anime that I'm, I started I'm watching chill. not long ago, Jack. Oh, yes, Jack. <laughs> Let it be known that, for the most part, I am a man of my word. And yes, Jack, well, uh, before the last podcast, yes, I did watch Osumatsu-san. Hooray! I picked out just a few episodes at random, along with the most recent episode in Season 2. And generally, my take is, this is a fun, silly show. This is a fun, silly little show. And I absolutely understand the appeal, and and I dug it. I had fun with it. And I would in no way tell anyone not to watch it. Yes. Uh, And so you actually watched the band first uh, season episode. So you got to see that gloriousness. (laughs) How was that 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 for you? You know, the whole show really was an experience. (laughs) That's that's what I can say. It never really takes, uh, you know, it never really loses any steam. It just keeps going with different gags and and more, uh, you know, even on the raunchy side for, uh, you know, Japanese media in terms of their comedy and stuff. And a lot of it translates 
pretty well. And I'm just kind of like, hey, um, wh- where that simul dub at? Come on. Come on. Come on. But in any case, I'm really glad to hear that you had fun. But uh, was there anything about it that you didn't particularly enjoy? Um, I will say that the art style, I'm kind of 50-50 on with Ozumatsu-san. Like, <laughs> you don't like, like John Arbuckle? <laughs> <laughs> that's who it was that it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah yes, that, that's, yes. that's been a con- consistent comment that I remember from like way back when I didn't even know what the show was because I didn't watch it when it first came out in 2015 and everyone was just going like well John Arbuckle the anime and then like people were editing like the Garfield minus Garfield comics and uh, it it was just a whole thing (laughs) I think talking from a purely subjective standpoint for myself the the style of the show had a fluidity and a color scheme that reminded me of that one anime that I really, really hate, Panty and Stocking with Gardner Belt. Mm-hmm. And it was just, at times, it was like, I don't like the the fluidness of the animation here. It's it's really something I don't like. It, and it In just kind of... cartooniness, it reminds you. It gives you flashbacks. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost overly well done for such a slapstick, silly show at points. It was overly animated, and it kind of turned me off. And also, while I don't dislike the color scheme of the show, it just seemed a little... It felt like the contrast of the show was turned up high. That'd be the best way I could describe it. I, I would say if there's one thing, I'm not much of a pastels guy, that's just purely a matter of taste, but if there is one thing that I would tweak, I like the fact that they don't border everything with um with straight up black, like um, <clears throat> Studio Trigger, see me after class. Uh, I, I like that they have, you know, on occasion a purple or a blue outline, but they're just still a little bit too saturated on those line arts. That's the That is a part that... Um, I have definitely taken notice on. So I'd be willing to agree that something about the colors just isn't quite harmonizing perfectly. Um, but it's, it's interesting. I think, I think it's, uh, interesting that you bring up, uh, Panty and Stocking with Garter Bell, uh, which of course has its own in contrast is really kind of bold in its coloring. Uh, but I still think it's, it's really over the top with its hyper animated style and like that, th- if there's that's one the thing, thing that, that kind of really turned me off <laughs> if there's one thing that that show does does have you know that i i give i give the devil and shitty shitty angels it's due is i think that that show is um aesthetically very very unique and at times uh pretty darn looking good which is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I think I even tweeted that, uh, you know, panty and stocking art style does not deserve panty and stocking. Uh, it deserves a little bit better. Um, it deserves but I, a lot better. I can see how, I can see how though with the, uh, you know, the reminders, the visual reminders with that, you know, it is, this is a very fluidly animated show and it does kind of have that uh, similar, you know, you got these very well, 
uh, animated uh, cartoony figures rather than, you know, more realistic. And so that is interesting. Uh, and, Generally, and I don't overall, know if I would have seen that were, if you hadn't noticed, but were, I think I see it. For, for me, those were tiny, tiny points. I could definitely say that this show is really fun. It's, it's really fun uh, to check out every week. Probably not to binge watch. I don't think this is one you can it's binge watch. It's a little watch. disorienting for binging, yeah. Uh, and they, that's sort of in it. the way that I would say Pop Team Epic is, is not a, a binge-worthy show. You, you can do that right now because it's only at seven episodes, but I wouldn't binge watch it when it's done. I wouldn't even watch the two uh, versions of the episodes uh, side by side you know I like a moment for the jokes to sink in and then come back and then be uh, you know completely blown away by the the way they uh, you know tweak it with the with the dude voices <laughs> that's yes, what I've been yes. doing for the recent and uh, yeah pop team epic I think is a good uh, level of comparison for this this isn't really uh, close to you know, the the charm of Super Milk Chan, they kind of almost bank on the fact that it has almost a complete lack of charm with these sh- shitty, shitty, uh, you know, young men. So, uh, and, and their cast of ethnically questionably designed characters? <laughs> Is that fair to say? Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about Iyami for a second? <laughs> Damn, Japan. I guess you're like, I, I guess you're allowed but, like, I don't know if I give you a pass. <laughs> He's a fun character. He's a fun character, but damn, would you do that to yourself? And this is another really thing about like Osumatsu that I kind of appreciate more than Pop Team Map because that Osumatsu-san is not a cynical show. Uh, Pop Team Epic has a sort of cynicism that points towards... Japanese pop culture and anime that Osumatsu-san doesn't really have. Osumatsu-san does all of this silliness in an almost innocent kind of way. Whereas with Pop Team Epic, one of its main promo photos is the two main characters, Popoko and Pipimi, giving everyone the double bird in the most masculine fingers drawable. So. Yeah. I can appreciate Osumatsu-san not being as cynical as Pop Team Epic as well. I think it almost uh, comes down to, uh, you know, there's a little bit of the shock factor with Pop Team Epic. And I think they almost kind of uh, shape what little narrative there is of Osumatsu-san into kind of being this, you know, virginal... Uh, you know, young man uh, with no responsibilities approach and philosophy to these kinds of stories of like, oh, we're just going to go out into this bright summer and we'll just stare at girls' boobs with no and no sense of abandon. You know, we're just going to just going to have that be our thing. But the, the main con is actually talking to the girls. You know, you get kind of that kind of a, a setup, and then everything goes south on that. And I think that just kind of reflects that, you know, there's a kind of carefreeness to these characters, even if they do get uh, they get into some things. <laughs> I guess it could be true. said. So I think that's Although, maybe the tone that was being gone Osumatsu-san, for. as far as I know right now, does not have a parody of Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
Yeah, and that would probably that that that's gonna be hard to beat, I would say. They they got they got some good stuff though. Uh, I'm not sure I'd, off the top of my head. I don't know the episodes by number, unfortunately. But um, ha, has uh, has the copious use of English from our resident homeboy, or at least he's my homeboy, uh, Karamatsu. Uh, how's that been going? Because <laughs> that might be one of the highlights. I am okay with anime characters using English because eventually <laughs> I love it. You get to look forward to the dub voice actor and the company that is making this dub trying to work that out. Yes. No, I I, I love his English. It's probably the thing that I would miss the most because it's just so bizarre to hear. Whereas on the other hand, Pop Team Epic has French, like an actual French voice yes. actors. That is incredible to me still to this day. It, it blows my mind. But nothing English, French, or otherwise will ever come close to the anime standard of I'm mad scientist. It's so cool. Son, Son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Steins Gate um, is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm really glad that you have enjoyed it and... Uh, I uh, I hope you have a continuous fun with that and Pop Team Epic, as I also plan to do. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think sometimes you got to take a break. You have to take a break from anime to watch this kind of anime. I really feel like that's almost a thing that we need to mentally prescribe to people <laughs> that watch a little bit too much of the other kind of anime. Uh, Thankfully, this season didn't have a lot of that anime that I was interested in, so I was able to jump into mm-hmm. arguably the most seminal, seminal shonen anime ever, and two kind of comedy silly shows, yeah. so it's worked out. Uh, but speaking of shonen anime, Jack, we talked a little bit on our last episode of the podcast how shonen anime can sometimes be... Uh, I know for me, I've said many, 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 many times that I find shonen anime very hard to go through. Uh, with the exception, of course, being Dragon Ball. Uh, again, that goes probably back to my 90s nostalgia to where Dragon Ball was such a fundamental foundation of my fandom that jumping back into that universe was was easy. But other shonen shows I just haven't been able to jump into and for years everyone all across the interwebs has tried to make the case of various shonen shows and it just hasn't clicked for me uh, to a certain degree. I I will pop back in on My Hero Academia every once in a while but that's it. That's it. That's really Likewise. It. Unless it's short like One Punch Man, you're you're not going to get me to watch a shonen show. You're just not. Uh, but Jack, you wanted to say some things about shonen anime and most yeah. specifically Black Clover. So go ahead. <laughs> I don't I don't have a whole lot to say about Black Clover, but um I did want to plug uh you know this uh, uh this YouTube uh you know review channel. Oh man, that's unique. But, uh, you know, they've been really picking up steam, you know, like they get a couple hundred thousand views for each of these uh, very regular posts that they're making. And uh, you might have heard of them, David. If if not, then I want to turn you on to this because there's some very interesting analyses 
For the most part, and one of them was on Black Clover and how it is very much just like the shonen that, you know, really brings out all the things about shonen that we really just don't want to don't want to have to keep dealing with all the time. Uh, but that that YouTube channel is Mother's Basement, so it's accurately named, and you won't forget. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> it is Th- so that good. That was something that I was going to consider uh, the same motif for a wrestling idea that I had. <laughs> yeah, we meet at Ma's. <laughs> Generally. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking about something like that, too, but then Mother's Basement just kicked it out for me. But it's very much like that kind of Quinn reviews or... Um, kind of style but there's a lot of really good in-depth analysis on um you know shonen anime about why it's still a good idea to you know legally acquire the anime that is legally available for you to acquire legally please, please do support that. the official release yes i i i won't i won't in your direction if you know the manga isn't serialized in english yet that kind of thing you know everyone everyone dips into the you know the the gold rogers situation i understand but uh please support the official release all kinds of really good in-depth things got me interested in taking a look at the series food wars which i was kind of like dancing around but um i forgot that it would actually you know feature cooking which is a story i really like but Enough about Mother's Basement, enough about all that kind of thing. David, I come from a slightly different but agreeing perspective than you. I actually partake in a a good healthy amount of shonen, I would say. Um, But I'm going to mention some of my favorite series or series that I am currently having a little bit of a ball with. And uh, you'll all realize that they are a bit shorter than most. So, um, So, of course, I'll get the exception out of the way for the confirmation bias is i like one piece uh i used to like bleach never fucked with naruto i'm sorry boruto's dad um i I like i I like blue exorcist uh which had two seasons and is uh currently i believe on crunchyroll has a has kind of a spin-off third season because the manga is still ongoing uh soul eater which also had a similar uh run to uh Blue Exorcist, and that is my all-time favorite shonen. And no, folks, take the drink right now. I'm not counting JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a shonen, even though it started as a shonen, and even though Shonen Jump is currently publishing it, it became seinen. I will consider it seinen because of the thematic situation, and also the art style kind of fits into the seinen tropes, even though you don't have to be in an artistic trope to do that kind of situation uh i do not count jojo's bizarre adventures but uh, i like blue exorcist uh and i like soul leader very much and uh there were a couple more i like d gray man which is a touch longer it's about five seasons um but again it it ended and uh the manga kept going and god help me god help me and i i do also occasionally dabble in uh my Hero Academia. I'm sorry, Hero Macadamia. Uh, I know everyone yes, on the that's internet is upset. That's the proper name. Yes, Hero Academia. 
Oh man, I'm sorry to keep I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to the Simpsons, but now I can actually laugh at the Weeb Simpsons uh, yeah. Twitter account. Like you get the references now. <laughs> how how are you enjoying my Hero Academia sideshow, Bob? Oh, I'm quite enjoying Boku no Hero Academia. Also, yeah. Kelsey Grammer, my Fraser loving ass is in heaven. And David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> Yes, I'm just so happy. His, his brother Cecil <laughs> is David Hyde Pierce. And I'm very. I I could tell instantly. It was such a good time, and uh, you know now I have to mourn John Mahoney. Rest in peace. Rest in peace for making us laugh. I'll pour out a Valentine's. So um yeah, I like shorter shonen, and uh, you know oftentimes I think they are able. We kind of mentioned it earlier when it comes to being dense. I think for the most part. Aside from Blue Exorcist, but Blue Exorcist is having some problems. Uh, they're usually able to take what worked about the manga and uh, make it more compact. I think that the the anime ending of Soul Eater is perfectly serviceable. And y- unless you really desperately wanted more content like I did, you wouldn't really have to go and uh, read the manga for you know all the more adventures and scenarios that they get into i think it perfectly works um but what i wanted to talk about was uh you know this phenomenon of people like go and watch this go and watch this go and watch this this whole thing and i don't know about you david but when people do that it just burns me out i just immediately lose interest like when everybody is trying to get you to watch something like please for the love of god let me discover things on my own I'm kind of the exact opposite way, because if I hear enough people saying, go watch this thing, go watch this thing, for the love of God, go watch this thing. If there are enough people, I will kind of take the idea of, huh, well, I guess all y'all are talking about this, huh? Well, I, I'll, I'll give it a look. I'll dabble. I'll take a jump. I'll, I'll dip my toe in need- the water. I usually need a little bit more after go watch this. And usually what I get, especially with my hero academia, the current flavor of the month, I got a lot of, it's just so cool. And there's super, like it's very, uh, you know, very uh, vague kind of situation. And I like and people to be able to sit there and please pontificate like a total ass in front of me. I need to know your deep psychological, personal reason for watching my hero academia. And this is why I've always, with especially with Mecha shows, uh, this is what I've always tried to do, whether it was Mobile Suit Gundam. I always tell people, you can't just start with Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. I mean, you could, but I don't particularly recommend it. I feel like if you're a fan of a long-running anime you should be able to build a flowchart inside of your head when you're talking with someone if you're evangelizing a show. Like with Mobile Suit Gundam, I will say, for everyone, start here. If you liked it, you can go here. If you want this, you can go here. And you recommended Star Driver to me, which is not Gundam, but is a mech, and I had a blast with it and a plan, uh, you know, when things are possible to continue it because it was a good thing and you kind of tailored that recommendation to me right and when it comes to the shows that are a bit more personal to me like Razafon and Ergo Proxy I 
always try to, as you said, make a personal case as to explain why these shows mean something to me. Uh, I know in the past I've said in the case of Razafon, it's Evangelion, but with all likable characters and better animation. Uh, but more than that, there is definitely a story I could tell about that without diving too deeply with it. With Ergo Proxy, I can definitely say it's got a really cool aesthetic. There's some surreal stuff. There's some comedy stuff. The characters all have these great arcs. Uh, and if you just want a cool goth chick, there's a cool goth chick. So when it comes to anything that you really are passionate about and you want to share with people if you're not going to be a gatekeeper don't be a gatekeeper don't do not be be a gatekeeper gatekeeper. i am gatekeeping you from being a gatekeeper (laughs) is that how it works i I think we got it i think we got it you're not a real you're not a real gatekeeper unless you don't gatekeep (laughs) if you are trying to share things you love with other people don't be afraid to make a case for it. Tell people what you like about it. And it's not a crime to be passionate about media you like. People made fun of you for years and shoved you in a locker, but fuck it, we rule the world now. Or we will. Soon. Yeah. Very soon. One of the hottest actors in Hollywood just talked about how he loves Japan and he's obsessed with anime. I'm so, so very, very tickled by that. But I think the main difference between mecha as a genre or uh as i'll talk about a little bit later another niche genre i like mecha is not niche but you know uh different di- genres that differ from you know the main shonen shoujo seinen deal is i think shonen is very comfort food is v- it's very much that kind of thing and i'm not gonna go and praise anything except soul eater the best hero academia by uh you know by being high on art uh because a lot of it is very simplistic and shorthand and you know there's a lot of different uh similar story beats that happen just as uh you know a typical type of story you know you'll get a similar kind of thing from inuyasha yu yu Hakusho. uh you know even right now with my hero academia there's a lot of by the book stuff and then there's stuff where it kind of takes a dip and turns but i think why that matters as opposed to okay i can make a deep personal case for why you should watch this version of mobile suit gundam and i can give compelling reasons as to why as opposed to a lot of people like attack on titan a lot of people really like attack on titan that's shonen i'm scared about that but that's shonen technically um and i think that makes that it's kind of like the marvel movie of uh anime in a sense is you know what's the next big thing that kind of deal although i can't really say that anymore given what we had now playing and what is to be had in the future but you know that's a drip in the pond for now what would be um, the anime comparison or the shonen comparison with black panther oh god well i would have to say uh Oh man, I just don't want to just go on and say uh, Soul Eater, but I really genuinely think people don't give Soul Eater enough credit. And there is something said about that, so I guess I could say something about Soul Eater specifically. But um, I, I, I know was actually the, going to say Attack on Titan. I, I was going to say what um, 
the the not the justice league the suicide squad is of you know like superhero movies is uh black clover but i'll get into that <laughs> attack on Titan. maybe i think you might be right i haven't i still have yet to see i actually um later this week we'll be seeing black panther and we can we can talk about that another time but uh you know i'll take okay. your word for no it spoilers. actually no because spoilers. Attack on Titan is fairly, fairly unique, or maybe something like One Punch Man or Mob Psycho 100, perhaps. Given my feelings about One Punch Man, hmm, I'll hmm about that. Things that make you go hmm. We'll get back to that. But Black Clover, um, let me tell you what little I know, what I've gleaned from uh, what friends ha- that have experienced the manga and anime. Uh, and what Mother's Basement has taught me. <laughs> that is a sentence I enjoy. And um, what what the good old folks at Team Four Star did <laughs> during their uh, their anime uh, binges and challenges. Uh, I'm going to describe a shonen for you, David. There's a world where some kind of abnormality, physical uh, or otherwise preternatural, Natural power is rampant throughout a society. Uh, it kind of forms into these self-made castes and ranks, and uh, it's very rare. But our main character doesn't have this particular ability, except he actually has the best ability ever all the time. Except it's only useful in very dire situations. He's got kind of light hair and a headband, and his uh, his sidekick slash uh, a slightly better than him uh, rival is really really good all the time with his special abilities. Um, there's an older woman to cheer them on, and an older man who is just a, a lot of comic relief, but also very wise counsel. And uh, and they they fight they fight the the inhuman creatures and occasionally. Uh, megamaniacal men and women who would like to claim uh, the cast or some other sort of tangible reward for themselves. What anime did I just describe, David? (laughs) It could be one of like seven off the top of my head. It could be any. It could be My Hero Academia. It could be Blue Exorcist. It could be Black Clover. It's Black. It's Black Clover. It's Black Clover. It, that is honestly just. It is so by the book. Every single thing it hits is super, super insipid. It's really just not. I heard that the manga uses this kind of stuff to kind of like, okay, you've you've seen this before. You've seen the shonen. We've done a shonen. Let's get to the interesting stuff. But the anime is, you know, it's it, the manga had just started presumably, and they're kind of having to pad to make sure that the story doesn't overtake in the anime where they are in the manga. So there's problems. And uh, that's not the first time I've seen this kind of thing happen. It happened with D. Grayman pretty early on. They had, uh, I think, episode five or six of the first season was their first filler. And it happened with uh, the original Full Alchemist run, which is also shown in, and I forgot to mention, I don't like the first series uh, for the most part. I like the first half, and I like Brotherhood. I like Brotherhood. And I like the manga. 
anyway, Black Clover is bad adaptation, but you know, I can't speak for the manga as well, but you know, they're not doing the best job with it. And uh, as far as it goes, that's really all you need to know. But that isn't always the case when it comes to Shonen. Shonen can really surprise you. I've been looking into more of Mob Psycho 100, and I'm really impressed. Um, you know, again, like uh, I that is one I we did watch for its, it's not season. We did watch Mob Psycho 100, yeah. like the first season of Mob Psycho 100 for its season. About yeah, a I'm year still ago on season one. or so. And yes, I agree. That one did catch me off guard. I'll be honest, I didn't even know it was still going. Yeah, me neither until I started it. <laughs> I started more of it. Uh, I'm still mad, though. There's one thing I'm still mad about. It's that, uh, you know, there are some really interesting visual stuff happens in there. And, uh, you know, I always lot something that is different from the usual anime fare visually and uh that lost out to six frames per second of ice skating who praises the ice skating animation in yuri on ice i'm sorry i'm still salty yuri on ice is perfect jack (laughs) oh yes you saying that is going to make people cry they're crying (laughs) right now oh no i'm crying and they're they're swarming for attack I think I think shitty Japanese men and ice skating don't mix. <laughs> but we know what I think. That's uh, at Jack D. Tyler D., everybody. <laughs> but Shonen, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes you'll get something really, really trope bending. I think even Tiger and Bunny, of all things, which is fairly adult thematically, is, and which is interesting to talk about, but... For the most part, you get those wish fulfillment stories, but even within that specific genre, like the the magic academy or the the special school or the tournament or the you know enemy of the week kind of situation, you get you get diamonds in the rough. You get a lot of filler and a lot of fluff and a lot of nothing shows, and then you get some some really For years nothing. and years and years and years. Or hundreds I'm of sorry, episodes. One Piece fans. I'm sorry, One Piece fans. I was I was really shocked <laughs> to find out that there are still more episodes of One Piece than The Simpsons. Oh God! You know what? I believe that. <laughs> I actually really do believe upset. that. I mean, I'm sure The Simpsons took a break, but they don't. They can't afford to do that on One Piece. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I'm so sorry, One Piece. You, you've you've been something recently. But let me let me just say something real quick about Soul Eater, uh, because it does fit into that genre that I'm mentioning. That you know, that's the one that catches people's eyes. That's the wish fulfillment. That's the you know, you gotta sit down and you gotta watch this. Is there really is a lot more to it than surface level? You know, it's not just a crazy art style and Halloween aesthetic and more than mild fan service, moderately spicy fan service. Uh, there are reasons for this to happen, and and uh, you know we talked about this just on our own, David. But uh, and I, I do have I do have guilty uh, I am guilty of this before myself of uh, you know kill a kill. You know I made my peace. I am trying to detox myself, but I. I made my piece. 
do find some strange feminist, uh, you know, statement against the fashion industry and sexualization, that's fine. But you're looking at a naked 15-year-old that somebody somewhere was titillated to draw. And I'm not going to let that slide. But I'm not going to judge you for making that connection because I will. it'd be important. I, if if it's a woman or you know someone who has had that kind of experience that is being marginalized by that kind of thing. Oh, I meant the the people like, assuming a guy, that. that's that's like, who I'm oh. judging. That's who I'm judging. Oh, okay, well there you go. But Soul Eater, there's there's a much less uh, for the most part, it's I would say tasteful. It, like barely anything is shown as opposed to the earlier example of kill a kill where we get ass vagina titties and she's ready to fight uh they barely show anything it's mostly form fitting clothes or just a you know a quick close-up mostly things are covered that kind of thing it's more of um kind of like implication or uh context that makes things sexual like people are usually verbally propositioning for some kind of edginess to go down and it rarely does it's just kind of you know a show that's just kind of turned on the libido a little bit uh but where i think it differs is the characters reactions as opposed to the consistent years that you get in other anime and that kind of thing uh characters are usually not having any of that ish which is refreshing, and I really, really, really want people to stop talking about the fan service like it's a problem in Soul Eater. Because if the characters don't mind, and they're not, you know, being, you know, the usual jerks and idiots that we've all come to know from every harem ever, then why? Why do you care? Why do you care? Why do I care? <laughs> well, I just played myself. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, please. <laughs> Please just watch Soul Eater because it's much better than what you might realize. And it's and one of the only watch anime. Dragon Ball Super. Guys. I watch Dragon Seriously. Ball Super and uh, watch Tiger and Bunny. <laughs> that you is know, a good shonen. I I gave Tiger and Bunny a chance not long after its original run. I liked it, but I expected to love it. That's what I will say about Tiger and Bunny. It's it's probably the thing that like keeps bumping against me every time I go back to My Hero Academia because I like how it's handled in uh, Tiger and Bunny a little bit more. I think I guess if I can make this comparison, which I'm tired of people making, but I have to make it for uh, you know for shorthand, is uh, if My Hero Academia is Marvel, then. Uh, then Tiger and Bunny is DC Comics. Similar kind of story, similar sort of thing, but the tone and the the audience is just slightly different. You know, there's more of a... I mean, for fuck's sake, like, one of the main characters is basically Batman. <laughs> like, I I'm guess not that's, even gonna front. That's why I came out of Tiger and Bunny a little deflated, because I guess I wanted something a little sillier or something a little more lighthearted than, than it ended up being. And you do get that from uh, you do get that from My Hero Academia, and you know I certainly have some level of investment in it if I am cosplaying what might be the best fifteen dollar uh, Shota Aizawa Eraserhead cosplay known to mankind. 
hell, I'd say it's a fairly good cosplay, regardless of how much I paid for it. But I'm just kind of happy I only paid 15 for it. Oh, uh, that being said... If you can said, do cosplay on a budget, and it still looks good, <laughs> yeah. then fuck the haters, Jackson. <laughs> fuck the haters. It's just so strange how accurate it was, but that's a good character, you know? And I think the reason why I, you know, keep thinking about Soul Eater is that you know, you got characters like you got Aizawa and I just go that. Well, that's just Frankenstein from Soul Eater. Well, you got this character. Well, that's very clearly Death the Kid. Like, um, you know, uh, Mr. Icy Hot. That's definitely Death the Kid right there. You get, like, it's very it's hitting a lot of the same notes and not even like cliche things uh, or things that are like a common cliche, like uh, the hyper competent uh, kid who is a supporting cast member who isn't a rival. Like, Mr. Icy Hot or Death the Kid, like, that doesn't show up as much as the Sasuke. Uh, or the, you know, Grenade Hands McFuck face. And yes, I refer to them all like this almost exclusively when talking to friends. But then again, this is Shonen, and there are so <laughs> many different archetypes with characters that sometimes that's the best way to refer to them. That it might really be the is. best way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, My Hero Academia does unique things as well, and uh, it, it has its it has its touching moments and everything. And uh, I think there hasn't really been characters that come close to being anything like uh, Sue, everyone's favorite uh, frog waifu, or All Might. Like All Might is strictly an American character archetype, and I love it. And he's I universally praised. It. He's universally praised. You know, I don't usually do this because, uh, you know, I, I try and <laughs> try and not do this kind of thing with the lexicon. But damn it, I'm going to do what the kids are doing. I'm claiming him as my son. He's my son. <laughs> and no one gets to disrespect my son. I, I feel like All Might is, is John Cena in that he's such a hilariously oh paladon paragon of virtue that... He's almost beyond critique. It's such an over-the-top character that it's like, well, what can you say? It's like when when I saw Man of Steel with a friend of mine, somebody said, don't you think it was kind of cliche? It's Superman. He's the guy all this shit came from. It's not cliche when it's Superman. He's the guy. That's kind of the way it is. Superman is dead and we have killed him. That's kind of how it is with All Might. It's it's like, yes, he is totally over the top with the character that he is. And that's the point. You can't critique All Might for being All Might. He is he is the purest. He is the unproblematic fave. And they kind of deconstructed his character in Tiger and Bunny. They had characters that were very much, I'll save you, citizen, but there were there were layers to it that were, you know, more on, you know, the flawed side. And All Might has his flaws, but for the most part, he is a very played straight Western uh, character archetype. And that is what I think sets My Hero Academia apart um, from most of these, uh, you know, I, I think it, what it really comes down to is each shonen that is like the big shonen of, you know, the season they uh, they have something a little different. They always got a little some some, some a little bit different. And uh, All Might 
All Might's a very good thing. And the John Cena comparison, I absolutely do agree. He is very, very tonally similar to uh, to John Cena. And now I'm just kicking myself that we don't get regular voice actors as opposed to celebrities in uh, in. I was like, saying this for c- like a cinema. year. I was saying this for a year. I would, I would love to see Christopher Savitt as Ferdinand. I would have actually, well, I probably wouldn't have because it looked like a terrible movie. But like, I'm glad for John Cena. He seemed to get a lot of fun out of that character. But um, well, I was saying that <laughs> I would have hoped that, God, I wish Funimation would open up their wallet and call John Cena to do the voice <laughs> of All Might. Oh I man, that that's what you so meant. bad. I was saying that like for a year before it even got dubbed. It's like this guy is John Cena. It's John Cena, but it didn't. Happen. You know what we need oh, then well. to remedy? Well, Christopher Savitt does an amazing job. I absolutely adore him. But you know what we need to do to rectify this is we need to get we need to get the World Wrestling Federation to get this man an All Might cosplay for one fight. One fight. Make it a good one. Make it, you know, make it a big, big, a big, big event. But please get this man in All Might cosplay with the wig and everything. Well, there is please. a wrestling promotion in Japan called rectified. DDT, Dramatic Dean Team. There is a wrestling promotion out there. They're they're all the way comedy, and they've done everything from Mobile Suit Gundam to One Piece. So I feel like. It wouldn't be totally out of the realm of possibility for this promotion, DDT, to do something with All Might and My Hero Academia. So maybe if wrestling fans out there can get in touch with Sanshiro Takagi and say, Hey, Takagi-san, you're a crazy bastard that does anime shit every once in a while. How about All Might? And you could even mix him with John Cena. That'll work. And honestly, he'd do it. He'd absolutely do it. Let's let's brand the ta- the hashtag right now, uh, and his name is All Might. That'll and get the papers rolling. And his name is Might. All Might. Tappy tap. But but do we do the John Cena theme or do we do the opening of My Hero Academia? That I think problem. it would be I think it would be John <gasps> Cena just to make sure people get the joke. Yeah, and his name is All Might. Uh. <laughs> Please, please, please. So Shonen, love it or hate it, it's here to stay. And, uh, you know, it'll be same, d- different flavors and, you know, the same kind of thing. And I'm so sorry, One Piece fans. I mean, I, I love Sanji, I do, but I'm sorry about everything else. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry, sorry, One Piece fans, but no. No. Stop it. No. Get never. some help. I never will. No, Man, you don't have to. I'm I'm saying that openly right now. I never will. I, never I would will. say, if if you were ever curious, there are two manga volumes. That's it. And the art is much better in the manga. I will say that right now with absolute conviction. Fight me! Anyway. Uh, so I also watched an, an anime, and this one was unprompted, but I did get a little bit vocal on uh, on Twitter about it, and uh, wanted to savor it. Things happened. People encouraged, and this was the time when I went, you know what? People are telling me I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull through. I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, David, there's a, there's a Netflix series, uh, original Netflix anime, called, called 
Akegurui, and you can tell that I actually give a shit about this one because I actually learned how to say the goddamn Japanese name. It's also billed as Kakegurui Compulsive Gambler uh, for the manga version, which has been uh, published by Yen Press. Do you know anything about this show, David? I cannot say that I do, so Jack, you have my undivided attention. All right. Um, so this is billed as a gambling anime slash psychological uh, kind of mind game anime. And uh, I have some things to say about that. Um, I, I had feelings about it aside from, you know, Mother's Basement. And then I saw the episodes about Kakegurui. And, uh, and Jack, let me they, ask they were very, you, uh, you've yes. been mentioning Mother's Basement. Uh, yes. Are you familiar with the YouTube channel run by the gentleman known as Super Eyepatch Wolf? Oh, yeah. I love him. Okay. Yeah. Him and Unique Namasaurus and Mother's Basement are kind of like like my truth of that whole deal. But that stuff came after. I was watching it and I had, you know, thoughts and feelings. But mm-hmm. my consensus is it's very good. Uh, generally here's, here's the idea of the story is it's an academy. Of course it is. It's very elite. Yes, of course it is. Um, but there's a hierarchy that doesn't typically exist in most of these kinds of animes. Everything is decided by your clout, the clout that you win through high stakes, poker, gambling, original games made up by the student body. Uh, and of course, the most elite gamblers are the student council. If you there's was this is where the twist comes in. If you are in debt, you are physically degraded and become a house pet. If you're a boy, you are called Fido, and if you are a girl, you're called Mittens. Uh, and uh, this is this is not really played with all too much except for a little bit later on in the series but the main thing you need to know is we got ourselves kind of like one of those um bland face mcnamies uh ryota that would be right at home in a harem but he ends up kind of having a thing but the main character is um oh god why am i spacing on her name (sighs) this is really embarrassing i will look that up really quickly here uh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's tough for me to because uh, they kept calling her uh, in the dub. I was watching the dub as there is a dub in a Japanese version, and of course various subtitles as uh, Netflix is want to share uh, with their series. Uh, but people kept interchanging whether they were calling her by her last name or her first name. So Yumiko Jabami, that's what it was. Uh, there's also similar character names, so that's also kind of screwing me up. So Yumiko Jabami is the main character, uh, and Ryota just kind of follows her around. But we relate to him because he's kind of framing the episodes and narrating or uh, kind of working himself through things all the time. And Yumiko Jabami is very special. She's very uh, demure and cute and sweet. Of course she is, but where she differs is she doesn't care what the stakes are. She doesn't care how much you bet. She doesn't care how indebted she will become. She doesn't care about the winning. She doesn't care about the losing. She does not give any of the fucks, David. Look at them falling from the sky. She just needs to gamble. And I think that is a really interesting concept. Yes. 
it's a really it's a really interesting uh, look at a unique kind of character, and it reminded me of one of my favorite mahjong anime, which I believe is called Akko. Uh, and it is a Mahjong anime, and I love Mahjong. I play like the competitive version, not the match two kind that people have on their smartphones. Um, it is a story of a girl who consistently wants to please everybody. So instead of winning or losing, she aims for her score to be zero. So she'll be right mm. in the middle. And that is an interesting thing. Uh, so this reminded me of that where there wasn't really a. a a gambling anime where someone wanted to be the very best like no one ever was but they you know they just do it for the sake of it for the thrill and that it really interested me and as it goes on uh they we are treated to several tournament style uh showdowns with various student council members uh members of the student body like uh, some sleazy money grubbing uh, Yakuza son uh, Mary Saotome who is uh, she kind of grace from the beginning she's very early on established as kind of a rival character but she's also quite good at bluffing and uh, you know she has a little bit of a rapport with our main character Yumiko and uh, what really sets this show off is uh, they don't retread over like texas hold'em or uh you know any kind of dice game or anything like that they actually made several unique new kinds of poker and uh gambling games specifically for well it was in the manga first but for the series and uh it was it was really interesting to go through all of these like one of my favorites was uh this um this kind of poker where you get to choose whether a weak hand or a strong hand, which usually would be decided by, uh, you know, regular poker rules and the kinds of uh, suits straight, all that kind of thing. You get to choose whether a weak or a strong hand would, but only if you place the biggest bet. That, so that kind of stuff, there's little bits of twists and turns and they explain each one fairly succinctly and then get in on it. This is where the show doesn't quite match. These sh these showdowns are exciting, and the characters are cool, and they all start out pretty, but the show is not shy about showing us some very unique faces, and I think that's kind of part of the fun of watching it, is just seeing grotesque these once demure-seeming high school girls and men <laughs> turn into uh something <laughs> they just they just become a thing and uh how that how that makes them just become these these almost demons of greed throughout these uh unique showdowns the problem is they're a little bit too fast uh there's a formula, especially I realized it kind of became a bad idea to uh, binge it halfway through actually starting to binge it because um, they pull the same kind of plot over and over again of it's so obvious that you're cheating. Nani? Well, let me explain. And though, again, the explanations, everything is really well executed. It just falls short of being what I would consider to be a really exciting uh, gambling anime. So it sounds I'll like you it's one more good example. Instead of monster of the week, it's cheater of the week. 
would you say? It, it's not it's not always cheating. It's just uh, kind of psychologically breaking the person that you're uh, gambling against. And they do mix it up a little bit. Sometimes people are deliberately trying to lose or someone is just forced out of their own play style. But they just don't build up enough of the actual match before getting into that. They get right into, okay, if you lose this hand, then you are... You are not you are your entire net worth. You are betting your net worth at this point. That kind of deal uh, just kind of loses some of the uh, excitement because you know that as the main character, she isn't allowed to lose that kind of thing. You know, it kind of takes away the the interest of it. But there's one there's one example that really just struck me as lame, but the rest of them were just kind of. Kind of like, I'm still invested, I'm still interested, and this is a really interesting and fun game to watch unfold. I just wish there was just a little bit, little bit more, just a little bit more finesse on that. Because it is still, like I said, really well done, really exciting, and the characters are fun as hell to watch. But here's the one that kind of broke me, David. And I'll be as, um, be as general as possible to avoid spoilers. But a character is very conservative with their betting usually. It's in their back story, they mention it. And two rounds later, they're betting everything they own. Uh, simply to try and goad uh, Yumiko into uh, into trying to, you know, relinquish, uh, you know, it's, it's, a pl- it's a power play, basically. And it doesn't make any sense for the character to do that except for to end the match prematurely. I don't know. It's just a little bit frustrating. Like that kind of thing is happening. You know, the cheating happens one too many times in a row, that kind of deal. But this is all nitpicky stuff. I just wouldn't call it a really good gambling anime. I would say, take a look at, you know, some good Mahjong anime. Um, Mother's Basement mentioned a few really, really good ones that I also particularly enjoy. Just, you know, Check them out. After you're done with APOS, please come back. Uh, but Kakegurui, Compulsive Gambler, is overall very interesting, very fun. I did finish the first season. It is good to look at. It is, you know, it was a ball. It's it's a B plus. It's a B very plus. Good. I'm going to recommend uh, one anime that is on Crunchyroll for you, Jack, that I believe is in the same ballpark, but the stakes are a bit higher. And it has more of a card gamey kind of feel to it, but not to the point where it's totally cheesy. It's a little cheesy, but not totally cheesy. Uh, are you familiar with the anime known as C, The Money of Soul and Possibility Control? I have heard of that one. That was one that kind of slipped out of my uh, grasp, though. So that's on Crunchyroll, you said. It is on Crunchyroll. It's one I really enjoyed. Uh, I loved the animation style. I liked how the use of currency and economics felt high stakes because in that world it was high stakes uh it was a matter of gambling and betting and and wagering stocks and and economics to where it was under the sort of a similar premise where the protagonist is using his skill and his finances to balance things out 
but it was more on a global scale. So I think that you might want to check out C. It's usually just known as C Control, and that is on Crunchyroll. I see it. This is looking very... These thumbnails have some interesting folks in them, so <laughs> that that's definitely... Um, I would say, uh, yes, that seems like it'd be something in that recommended for you if uh, Crunchyroll and Netflix uh, shared a common bond. You could take a look at Kakegurui and they would say, hey, take a look at Sea Control. Um, yeah, th- this is looking, huh. Well, I'm going to keep that open in a tab. And uh, Kakegurui was interesting. And I think and if you like Sea Control, uh, another- I'd say maybe give this a try. Another hit for Netflix. Another good Netflix anime. They've, they've, last six months or so, they've really been hitting with their animes. They've really been hitting. Yes. I'm, I'm excited uh, for other things that aren't Neo Yokio. I'm sorry, what, what was that? I, yeah, I forgot. You know, they're, they're, you know I, I just, after it's well, gone, it escapes I, I don't, me. I don't I even. I, that name means I don't even recognize what you just said there. So let's just go to the next story. Yeah, let's do that. A slip of the tongue, clearly. Oh yeah, uh, I found this on Twitter uh, just uh, today. Yeah, actually. just just today, uh, as we're recording this, uh, Jack, you'll remember, and a lot of the A posse will remember, Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue Central Fiction, the Arc Systems Works fighting game. It was. It caused quite a bit of ire from fans when it was announced that Blaze Blue Central Fiction would not get an English dub. Fast forward to today, where we get news that the upcoming Blaze Blue cross tag battle will be getting an English dub. And as I suspected, I think think Arc Systems learned that hey, you've actually got a pretty sizable Western fan base. That would appreciate an English dub. Also, it makes me think that they're making a little bit more money now, especially thanks to Dragon Ball Fighters. They're they're raking in a little bit of cash, so now they can say, "Oh, hey, you know what? We've we've got a little bit of a budget." Oh, and and uh, the boys from Rooster Teeth, the boys and girls down in Austin, Texas, they're they're helping us out with this game, putting in a little bit of cash. Let's let's make an English dub then, because yes. hey. With characters from Ruby being in this game that are going to be speaking English, all of the other characters speaking English probably makes sense too. So I'm, yeah. I think this is good news all around. Absolutely, yeah. I had just seen today there was a tweet, uh, kind of like a little bit of a thread between Christina V, the voice of Noel, New, and Lambda, uh, remarking that she had a blast recording for her original role. Uh, yes, she consistently played Noel and new and Lambda that she had a fun time with that. And, uh, arc system works replying. We knew you would. <laughs> so I looked a little bit further into it and they did announce that yes, there was going to be both Japanese and English audio available for cross tag battle. And I immediately jumped on that and I'm just going to voice this out here for everyone. Uh, Central Fiction dub when? Central Fiction dub when? Jack? Because it happened for D- uh, Dragon Ball Z, and it's happening Jack. across Dag Battle. Central Fiction dub when? I, yes. I think that t- today, that this episode of APOS, uh, it, I think we've had a, a theme of, of not living in the past and, and looking forward to, to 
learning from our mistakes from the past and and looking forward to a future where things will be uh, a lot better and and letting go of the mistakes of the past y- you know that 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 central fiction dub but there will be a dub for cross tag battle and dragon ball fighters is still going strong so hey arc systems learned from its mistakes they they learned their lesson and they got a little bit more in their budget to to work on to work on some good things going forward look forward jack forward i still want my central fiction dub but i will drop it i know my uh, my friend bryant does too i i know i know (laughs) i'm sad david (laughs) i'm so sad i I know i know (laughs) Cro- cross tag works. is getting a dub and, and that's oh. gonna be fun it's gonna be a, a lot of fun works. i'm i'm prude of you for for learning i'm I, I think i'm prude of you arc system works so please just continue on and ride that gravy train into tomorrow because you know you have my money for cross tag battle god damn it and i just bought um i bought undernight in birth uh latest as well for the Vita, because that's still a thing I have, and uh, you know, I'm I'm curious then as to what the what the ideas and cast are going to be like for uh, for the Undernight characters, if if that is a possibility. I would assume, but you know, who knows? I don't think they just go halfway with it, honestly. But those are much like the Guilty Gear characters, aside from uh, Exard, uh, pretty much exclusively not dubbed so that'll be interesting so as this continues i will do my absolute best to look forward my nose is bleeding you gotta look forward <laughs> gotta look forward cross tag battle is gonna forward, be great speaking of looking forward david i have better news fantastic me. news marble zone okay marble zone. Yes, for for regular listeners of the anime podcast of some sort, <laughs> you'll know that Jack has been going on a journey through the Sonic the Hedgehog games, very near and dear to my heart, and your boy Jackson kind of got stuck in Sonic 1's second zone, <laughs> the Marble Zone. Don't look at me like that, audience. <laughs> Now, Come on. Speaking as a Sega Genesis OG, I make no judgment towards you at all because I I lived through it. I lived through it. Okay, Jack. So it, no agreed. shade for me. Marble Zone no is garbage. Shade. We agreed Marble Zone because it basically goes against the design philosophy of the game. Yeah, it it absolutely it doesn't does. establish flow at all, and I just cannot handle that song. But it is very wonky <clears throat> platforming for sure. So so it, tell it me got, where you're at right now. So I actually, as soon as I made it through uh, Act Two, uh, after about uh, maybe two weeks, I I stepped away from it. I came back. I had cleared uh, up to Act Three of Marble Zone, and I went okay. Okay, I'm having a lot of trouble. I really have to take a step back. I came back later that day because I, I wasn't getting any sleep. It was maybe like four in the morning and like that just it all fell into place somehow. And I, I wanted to scream out loud, but it was 4 a.m. That 
that Eggman battle was a joke. A Robotnik, sorry, I forget. Robotnik. And uh, I and then I immediately blasted through <laughs> Spring Yard Act 1. And just started laughing so hysterically. So hysterically, excuse me, from my uh, <laughs> from my 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 fatigue and my catharsis and the stress that I just laid the controller down, shut the computer, and said, "It's all downhill from here." <laughs> if I have accomplished Marble Zone, I can do anything. Especially since Spring Yard was just right back into it and i immediately found my niche into getting that sweet sweet top speed which as you say david as i found out after i suffered through my vegetables was the sweet sweet reward it was very nice i like spring yard zone is such a relief after marble zone (laughs) whether it's (laughs) moving through the zone itself the springs the the ups and downs the the fast platforming of course the theme song of the zone it's it is absolutely made to be a reward after marble zone it, it most certainly is uh, the visuals of the zone i didn't even mention that but i'm really really glad i'm i'm overjoyed that you made it through and sonic that, that got through it, yes you did and so and, did jack I'm very, very happy, and and I'm I glad you're up. enjoying Spring Yard Zone as much as I, I hoped you would. I can only say, in the case of Labyrinth Zone, uh oh, it is the very first water level in Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I know how Sonic behaves in water. Uh oh, and Labyrinth oh, no. is the prototype, and when I say prototype, I mean it is the alpha version of Sonic water levels finished oh no oh ye gods jack (laughs) oh no i i can only say that you will be in my thoughts and prayers that's what (laughs) i will say please play all the phil collins as i suffer and you know we have another story but we can come back to it and the boss for labyrinth zone too oh god the boss i i think i think i'd rather i think i'd rather rather scloss and just with with the idea of moving forward, of of powering through upcoming adversity and leaving the past adversity behind, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listeners of the A Posse, it's tough, but sometimes you just need to get yourself little little get yourself some comfort food, you know. Uh, tune into Osamatsu-san, or you get yourself a nice heaping helping of some shonen binge, whatever your boat for the most part as long as you're not hurting anybody we at apos are not gonna judge you are welcome to just treat yourself treat yourself and with that being said i will treat myself by not talking about the next story please david (laughs) then we're gonna take it home we're not gonna talk about that story and i'm perfectly glad with it we we don't even need to mention that movie ever ever again on this podcast no everybody i want to thank you all for listening to the anime podcast of some sort you can find it wherever fine podcasts can be aggregated itunes stitcher google play spotify and all those other fine places and of course you can check it out on the mothership delta juliet mike.com 
Jack is available on the social medias at Jack D Tyler D on Twitter. You can also follow Jack at Rock Behind the Wheel on the Grams. What's your Tumblr now, Jack? It's still Dr. Junkenstein, I presume, but honestly, you'd have better luck finding me at Rock Behind the Wheel on Instagram because that is where I am shoving all the things, including a four-part harmony of the superintendent and Skinner jingle from the very popular and excellent meme, Steamed Hams. So, you know, do that because Twitter hasn't figured out how to let me upload videos properly again. So (laughs) that's where you'll get that. As long and, and one more thing from me, guys. More updates and stuff. Yes. And one more thing from me, guys. You can check out the all new Saturday slash Sunday afternoon live thing. I'm enjoying a little bit of salt on twitch.tv slash just call me DJM with my buddy Jackie Hearn. The Saturday and sometimes Sunday afternoon live thing. S A L T. I'm calling it salt at twitch.tv slash just call me DJM. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will talk about the animus and the mangus and the vidya games in the not-too-distant future. And as a matter of fact, I got a new idea, so stay tuned. <laughs>